And we're here on the Cannon Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football regular season. Hello, Mike. Hello, Kenny Brown. Regular season. Regular season, finally. How about that? Exactly. Well, we didn't have a podcast last week when the final cuts were made. So we'll start with that because I, I just wasn't worth it. And then having to come in a short week to come back and do the show for the first game. So then we're going to do a double encompassing podcast. First of all, let's talk about the final cuts. Um, they got down to the 53. Um, any surprises uh, in your 53 that didn't make it or did make it? And the only one I can think of was that Starling, Thomas Starling, the cornerback who everybody had deemed on the spot since, you know, rookie camp didn't make the team. I think that was my only surprise of all the cuts. Yeah, I think he might might have qualified as one of them, you know, but he was in that group with three or four other young, you know, young defensive backs and you know the Lions chose to keep who they kept. So I I didn't have any any complaint with it either. I just thought that one of the things that might have been surprising was that we kept hearing that, you know, how many of the players the Lions cut are going to get picked up by other teams and I don't was there one is that what it ended up as one player was picked up something like that. Uh, yeah. one, he was the only player picked I'll you, up. I'll tell you one surprise that, that, that I didn't see coming was the Lions signing David Blau to the practice squad as the third quarterback. I didn't expect that, but I'm glad they did. He's a good team guy and, and, and you know, just as a practice squatter, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, also, that the uh, according to the, what the writings were, the rumors were a couple other quarterbacks they wanted didn't want to come, like the Giants' uh, backup quarterback who they saw during the practices, the joint practices. Uh, I forgot his name right now, but he didn't uh, accept it, and he stayed on the Giants' practice squad. The Lions reportedly went after him. So there were a couple other guys they probably were looking at, you know, to bring in young quarterbacks, but they didn't come, so you had to get what you what you got. I just think it's a throwaway, a throwaway spot because it's that person's only going to be there until Hooker is activated. Well, just in the other, just the opposite part of it though was that that David Blau, you know, when the Lions offered to put him on the practice squad last year, he chose to sign with the Minnesota Vikings and then went on to to uh, the Arizona Arizona uh, Arizona Cardinals and actually played started a couple of games I think late in the season. So things kind of work out the way they work out. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not gonna, if you know if he if he had never sees the active roster. I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, because it's a it's the third quarterback, and you always know. on the practice squad. Yeah, right. if, he, yeah. if, he, if he plays, your your offense has real problems. Right. If if he's he activated the because the quarterback's getting hurt, then you got more problems than just that. A um, couple other things that happened over the last time we uh, talked. Um, Isaiah Bugs has made a big stink <laughs> over the weekend about being demoted to inactive for this game, according to him, and I don't know yet. If it's true, we'll find out tomorrow, you know, during the game. But if they told well, him true. a week ahead of time that he's inactive, that that's kind of weird. When you wait to the, you know, actual game day or whatever, somebody might get injured or whatever, you just tell the guy right off he's deactivated. To me, that is that indicates something else is going on. Well, to me, it's pretty cut and dry that he was beaten out by other players at the, at the defensive tackle position. I don't think there's anything more to it than that, you know, and his uh, – when he met the media a couple of days after that, uh, Dan Campbell, the head coach, said uh, the tape tells the story. You know, he was he was you know, up front with it. That that means only one thing: other players or better players beat him out. That doesn't mean he's off the run. He's still on the fifty-three. He still can be. And it's like Campbell said: he, look, it's in his hands. He can he can he can he can you know he can get back in there. But but for now, he's not one of the he's not one of the. What's it going to be, 47 or 45, whatever it is? Yeah. 
And I think also he claims that, you know, he didn't come to the or the OTAs or he didn't come to the voluntary right. workouts and that, that had something to do with it, which I don't know if that's true or not. Campbell kind of said it was based on actual tape, and he made it – he used the word period said, after. Yeah. But one thing I can say, there's a new defensive line coach this year, so, you know, you know, you got to make your – you got to, you know, make your, your bones with the new guy. And the old guy might have been able to, you know, might have liked him more or, you know – deferred to him more but this guy's coming in with everybody with a clean slate so he's only going by what he saw so i think that had a lot to do with it too yeah you're right about that but you know look they kept him on the roster too so it's not like they cut him and here's the other thing uh that that i don't that's really i don't know if anybody's mentioned or not they did re-sign him to a two-year contract in the offseason so it's not like they were out to get him from the get-go it's just the way things develop through the offseason workouts and, and training camp. And to me, the part about, you know, not being here for the off-season workouts, I don't know if he missed all of them or most of them or some of them or whatever it was, but I don't think it's the idea that he missed it, that, that he wasn't in the best best shape or best, you know, condition that, that, that when it came to cut-down time. That doesn't mean he's out of shape or anything like that, but other, other players were just more finely tuned than he was and, and, and won their spots, like Benito, Benito Jones. Yeah, which is surprising to me. But if you looked at the last preseason game, you know, um, Bugs is playing in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, you know, that usually tells you all you need to know. When you see guys out there in that fourth quarter of that last preseason game, either either they're on the cut list or they're not thought of, you know, with the starters or second teamers right then. So you can right. see it coming. And, and it's hard for me to know. I've been out to practice a lot. It's hard to know, especially with line play, you know, who's doing what or whatever, you know, that's for the coaches to decide. But I think that he will be needed sometime during this season. I'm just He needs to get the right attitudes, you know, keep working and come on. Because at his best – he is a decent run plugger, and he 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 does he did add an element to the squad. And you know, Benito Jones was on the team last year, and I thought Bugs was the better player. So somewhere in well, there, Benito, somewhere down deep in there, you know, Bugs can play better. Yeah, well, Benito Jones played seventeen games without a start last year. Uh, Bugs played played uh, I think it was seventeen games with thirteen starts. So that tells you something. But you know, Benito Jones was a rookie. I guess he was a second year player last year and really it was the first time he'd gotten any playing time at all uh which probably was most of us on special teams too i, I really don't know that because i didn't look it up but but look play, players get hurt injuries occur you know they really do so if you're bugs you just get ready for your for your next opportunity and make sure when it comes your way maximize it and it's in his hands if and when the opportunity arises and i'm sure it will yeah well like i said that was the only um craziness I saw during the final cuts. That This is one thing that amazed me, though. They did not put a claim in for any players. And um, like you said, only one player from their team was picked up. And when the practice squad came, there were a few players that they didn't even bring back, which um, I thought they would like easy, you know, the offensive lineman or 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 Joseph, the uh, defensive tackle that I thought that last game played pretty good. I thought they might keep him, but a lot of those guys left. Swoboda left and went to um, the the Jets practice squad, and there was a couple other guys that, you know, left. And I'm surprised that was uh, the case because I thought you would want to keep some of those guys in that last cut. Well, they did keep some of those guys. They just didn't keep all of them, you know. And then, look, maybe it's it's time to take a look at some – some new faces too. Look, they've been evaluating some of these players since April. 
So I think they've had a, a pretty good line on what they think of them. Now they might fit some other team better, but they, according to you know from the Detroit Lions position, they're looking for what they do for them. And like I say, I'm, I'm sure that's a pretty, pretty, pretty fine cut there. Yeah. Well, oh, and also one thing that was that I forgot about that Emmanuel Mosley made the active roster. That was kind of a surprise. I thought he would be IR for the first four weeks, or well, not IR, be put on the you know off the PUP list. For the first four weeks, yeah. yeah. But they put him on the active roster immediately, which means they're expecting to play before that fourth week. So I don't know if he's going to play against Kansas City, but I do expect him back in the lineup real soon. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, you kind of, you know, when Dan Campbell's quite often, he's not going to come right out and tell you what they're doing. And I wouldn't, well, I would like him to, but I would expect him to. But he sort of made a comment about about him uh, that, you know, he had, you know, that he had done some things in practice, looked pretty good. And, Kind of, my just me kind of led. Well, maybe it'll, he'll have another practice, and we'll see what he does, and maybe he'll play. You know, because look, they want to get their best players on there, but but not at the risk of a further injury. No, they could do without him for a week. You know, give him, let him well, get his better legs. Better to have him. Yeah, better I mean, to have him. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah you're we'll right. See. You can do it on him for him. I tell you, one portion of this camp that came out that I am real worried about, and that's the kicking game. I thought Riley Patterson was pedestrian at best during this camp, and. Even when they brought him back, you know, even from last year, we've seen him now a couple of years, and I just think that the kicker can be upgraded, especially after that last preseason game where he missed an extra point and doinked a 53-yarder, which is not a long kick now in the league. Not anymore, no, and it wasn't dead on either. It just kind of skimmed the bottom of the crossbar. So, really, I say it was a 52-yard miss, not 53. Mm-hmm. That, that's my own calculation. Thank you very much. Yeah, and then they brought the honey badger back, uh, the money badger, not the honey badger, the money badger back and put him on the practice squad, which I don't understand right. that move at all. If you're going to go get a kicker, you want a guy. Yeah. well, go get a kicker that you want. You you already got rid Just bringing these guys back and stuff, just go try some new kickers out, you know. I I wasn't that far against Romo. I mean, I, I'm sure he didn't perform the way we thought he was, but I would give him a chance on the practice squad rather than bringing Badger back. Well, that's, you know, I, look, I think we're paying too much attention to the backup kicker. I'll pass on that. Well, one. the backup Although kicker might be the kicker because if you're putting kickers on the practice squad, that means you're not sold on your kicker. Or it means you're protecting yourself from injury, too. It can mean a lot of things. Yeah, it ain't protecting like, injury. You're protecting me, from, from performance. That's what you're protecting from. I think they've had something like, what, six six kickers in the last two years? Oh, they're they running them six, through. They're running them they in and have, out. They didn't have six kickers from the time Eddie Murray took over in 1980 through uh, uh, Jason uh, Hansen and then Prater. And, yeah, Matt Prater. They put three kickers, three primary yeah. kickers. Yeah. Well, they should have kept Prater. I think that was one of Brad Holmes' mistakes early. And I know maybe they didn't want to pay him at all, but they should have just went and bit was, the bullet yeah. and paid him. And just, you know, you had somebody solid. But I can understand that first year's team, he didn't expect a lot of. And why pay a kicker if you're only going to, you know, be a, a bad team, a four or five win team? I, I understand that. But he has he should have been thinking ahead on that because Prater could still be kicking. Even though Prater hasn't been the greatest in Arizona in the no, last yeah, couple of years. He really has. And he has not, he has not, by his standard, he has not been good. Yeah. Well, that's all said and done. We can move all the way on that. Uh, let's talk about the upcoming National Football League opener, which is Thursday night, and the line now is four and a half as of the time of this uh, recording because Travis Kelsey has uh, sustained an injury. 
Now, today, as of, like I said, the time of recording, and his brother's podcast, whatever he was on, he might play. He might end up playing this game. Yesterday, you thought his leg was cut off. Today, it was was just a bone bruise and, you know, depending on pain tolerance and playing. I say he plays. This is my prediction. He's going to play. Now, how well he plays is another story, but I think he's going to play because I think that's the way that team works is if you can play, you'll play. I think if, if he plays, I think it would be in limited situations, and those situations to me would be the red zone and uh, and short yardage, and which, which he excels at. And he's pretty good at everything, but he is really good near the you know near the end zone and on short yardage for first down. So I think he's I, look. I think he'll play, and I think he'll play like I just said. Now he might get rolling, feel good, and say, "Hey, I, I can go longer," you know. So we'll see about that. But look, it's. You know, part of me wants to see the best players play, and that's that's part of the deal. You know. Yeah, because so, I don't want any excuses if the Lions win. Oh, the Jones was out, and and Kelsey was out, and oh, they, they, I don't want to hear that. If if Jones is out, that's your problem. You should have signed him. So that's not anybody's right. problem. And if, right. if Kelsey's out, then he, you know, he got hurt, and that's the way it happens. But we, we got players out too. Uh, J- Jameson Williams is out for six weeks. You you can't cry about. It. You got to go play. So just right. that's the way the game is played. I do think that this is going to be an offensive game by the Lions. I don't, I'm, I, and you notice I said by the Lions. I I got a feeling the Lions' defense is going to show up better than people think. Well, if people are looking at their final final uh, uh, stats from last year, and they were at, what thirty second overall and right. twenty eight in yards or something, whatever the breakdown was. Yeah, but the last ten games, the team that walked off the field in Green Bay after after. Uh, game 17, week 18, was not the same team that played the first 8, 9, 10, 11 games of that season. That was a, market, a markedly different team defensively late in the season than it was, you know, early in the season. And look, the yards count the same. They all go in the same kettle and, you know, stir them up and what you get for you get for it, you know, the average per game and all that stuff. That was certainly a much better team than, than it was earlier in the season. So they're starting... To me, you're starting from a different position if you want to rate the Detroit Lions this year than they were last year. Yeah, I just think that even with last year's defense, add on the improvements they made in the offseason, and then adding in that, you know, like you said, the last six or seven games, I think they were average 18 points a game given up. They weren't that bad. Uh, this is going to be interesting, and I just got a feeling that this team is going to be led defensively, not by the back seven, but by the front seven. I think the the line and the linebackers is what's going to lead this team, even though a lot of improvement was made on the back end. Well, the second day of the back end, the secondary, look, they've got three guys who just you know, who walk in and automatically help the team, and that's, you know, you know who they are. C.J. Uh, uh, Johnson Gardner and and uh, and Cam Sutton and then the rookie, uh, uh, Brian Branch of Alabama. Those are Those are starting caliber players. I think make a difference on the team, but but what also makes a difference and it makes life easier for them is what the Lions have done on, on the offensive line or defensive line, and and the linebackers. So they're, they're they're better at both spots. Yeah, I just want to see them stop the run this year better than last year. Even though at the end of the season, like I said, they were better, but I want to see that run stop, and that's why the Isaiah Bugs, Benito Jones, Broderick Martin thing is important to me because that's your run plugger that tackle. And if Benito Jones has improved that much, I want I want to see it. I want to see. I don't want to be, you know, that sieve of a running game like it was. And you can add on Zarike into that too because um, 
He's going to get snaps, too. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. he's going to get snaps, too. Pasco didn't play to the end, you know, middle of the year, and he was hurt. I mean, Kaminsky had the hand broken. You look at the record of the Lions in games Kaminsky played and didn't, and when his hand was in that cast. All those factors p- move into that, you know, that whole front seven thing, and I think you, you're you going to see a, a real good defensive team this year. That's just my yeah. opinion. No, I, I, I think, yeah, I don't think – now, look, we – we always talk about injuries and all that, but just what they what they're putting on the field starting, you know, starting uh, Thursday night in in Kansas City. That's, I think I think they've got some players there. I think they've got more talent, more athleticism, and they've got you know the, the, the veterans they added weren't old beat up guys you know getting one last paycheck. Those are legitimately good starting caliber football players who would help anybody, not just the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Now my area of concern though on the offense is the passing game and the wide receivers. I don't think the wide receiver group is strong right now, and I think it could be better. And I want to know who is going to start, you know, on, on, at the wide receiver spot. I know Armand St. Brown is. But who's the other receiver? Is Marvin Jones the starter? Is um, Khalil? Josh, I don't, uh, you know. Oh, Khalil. Um, Khalil, I mean, Khalif Raymond, Khalif, is he the starter? Khalif Raymond. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Well, then they need a bigger receiver to get in there. I guess Marvin Jones will be a big guy for right now. But, you know, I like I said, Marvin didn't Josh play a Reynolds. lot over the, the time period. I don't know what Marvin has left. And, I, you know, he, like I said, he's the oldest receiver in the league. You know, so I'm I'm just worried about that spot. I was I was just looking out and seeing that how long it will take the Lions to get their pass game going. I, I just also want to know what kind of offense they're going to run. Because I got a feeling that Ben Johnson is dialing up a totally different offense this year. Well, I think it's you know, game specific, and I think uh, you know, I don't know this. This is not inside information or anything, but I think that they're they're going to use the the running backs and not just to run the ball, but in different ways too. You know, especially uh, the rookie Jameer Jameer Williams. I think I think the Lions are going to think they have something special in him, and I think they're going to showcase it right from the first right from right from the first snap of the game. You mean Jameer Gibbs? What did I say, Williams? I'm sorry. I just did a breakdown on Jamal Williams. Oh, did you? David Montgomery, yeah. Which <laughs> I could bore you with the stats, but they're pretty interesting. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Jameer Gibbs, yeah, I think it's pretty, something pretty special about that, that kid. There's a reason they drafted him 12th overall. You know, higher than some people or a lot of people thought of. Maybe everybody thought that the Detroit Lions side, they don't care what somebody else thinks. They're drafting for their own their own team. Ben Johnson was cryptic. He said they would be we'll be using him in ways that other team that people won't people don't think they're going to use him at. It was right. kind of a cryptic message, but I like I said, I if you guys go back compare Tariq Hill size-wise to Jameer Gibbs and I'm telling you and Tariq Hill was a running back when he came out of college. And I'm telling you right now, I would not be surprised if Jameer Gibbs, I don't know if it's now or in the future, Lines up a receiver and becomes more of a receiver than a running back. I just got a feeling that might happen. I don't know about more, but I think he'll. I think he'll line up as a pure receiver in this game Thursday night. And I really, I really believe that. I don't. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to do that. Look, he he, he was a, he was a good receiver in college at Alabama too. He did both. And then his one year at Alabama after transfer from, from Georgia Tech, he ran the ball and he caught the ball. Yes, he did. Well, Mike, what do you see, think of now? We talk about the game itself. Uh, like I said, four and a half point spread. What do you think the uh, weaknesses 
of the Lions are going against Kansas City and what are the strengths? And give me your prediction. Well, I think the strength of the team is is, is still on offense, uh, but the improvements on defense. And they've always been good on special teams. They always have uh, the kicker being an exception. This this particular, he's got to prove that he can got to prove that he can kick kick under pressure because he's under multiple pressure now, not just the but also to, to you know to, to keep his job. And that's that can play a factor on on players on how they how they produce. But you know, I like the Lions overall. I really do. But I, I just I, I I just can't pick them to win until until I see otherwise for the Kansas City Chiefs. I just think that that they just have a way of attacking any weakness you have with a great quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and then the best play caller in football at Andy Reid. So uh, I don't like the Chiefs to win, but I'm picking the Chiefs to win 30-27. Yeah, I got a feeling. Which is inside the number, by the way. It's inside the number. But I I just got a feeling the Lions offense is going to start slow because they they didn't play a lot during the the, the three-game preseason. They didn't play a lot of actual football. And I don't care about these practice games and the – joint practices, you got to play on the field. And they didn't play enough, so I think a slow start is going to come up. And I watch it when I say this, they get 14 quick points in the first quarter. But I'm just thinking they're going to start slow. Just like a couple years ago with San Francisco, they started slow, and by the end of the game, it was a one-score game. And I think it's going to be a one-score game going into the six minutes left in the game. I don't know if it's going to be a high score. I think each team is going to score in the 20s. Maybe one team gets to the 30s, the winning team, but – I, I just can't predict. I, I just think the Chiefs, the moment's just right for the Chiefs, and I think they're going to pull it out this game, but I think the Lions will make a commendable show for the uh, national TV audience. Yeah, I think, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if a tougher game for the Detroit Lions is week two against Seattle at Ford Field. I mean, Seattle is really, really good. We would, you know, not, shouldn't be looking ahead, but I just think these are two tough, tough games to start a season. Yeah, but at least you got that second one at home. Which is you know, right, absolutely. and they're yeah, sure. they're traveling across country, which is good. You know, like I said, and everybody forgets about that. Think about when you're in Seattle and you start a game at nine in the morning, you know, on your body clock, and look yeah. at the records of teams that go from west to east to play East Coast game on Sunday. It, it, well, it, it's amazing. Even though last year they came in and did it, but yeah, it, you know, it, it, the record is always favors that home team. Yeah, so, well, yeah, it should. Yeah, it should. So, all right, well, that's it, Mike. Uh, we have a prediction. Both of us are taking the Chiefs, barely. And, uh, like I said, I would not be surprised if there is an upset, though, because I just – I don't know how the energy of the team's going to come out and how the energy of the crowd is. And that's that's a big factor, too. Ring night. You know, they Kansas City's won before, so is, is the ring night going to be that big? If it was like the Lions ring night, you know, it would be out of control because they haven't won a ring in a while. But Kansas well, City's won. This is their second championship, so – you know, it was ring night going to be really that much bigger than any other, you know, game, big game for them? I don't think so. So we'll see how that whole thing reacts and just see how it works. And Lions keep it close, keep it interesting, and um, the national media won't bail on them on uh, Friday morning. And, and uh, Mike Green of ESPN can stop talking about taking the game away on Thanksgiving. Oh, I think he stopped that a while ago after. Uh, oh, did he? Yeah, I think he stopped that one a while ago. But, you know, all he's in the J. He doesn't talk about anybody but the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, and I hope they finish last because, you know, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. So when they finish last, I can turn on and see his puckering face about it. Because, you know, for the last six months, that's all he's talked about is the, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, and nobody cares. I, was, I heard somebody talk about hard knocks, you know, at the final last night and how this was the greatest hard. Skip Bayless on 
un, Undisputed or whatever the show is. Oh, it's the greatest ever, and it was the best year. No, it wasn't. It was Aaron Rodgers the whole time trying to reclaim his image or rehab his image the whole game. And I'm, I'm, I'm nobody's buying it. And, you know, in New York you might buy it because you don't have anything better at quarterback. But we'll see. I've seen rainy days from Aaron Rodgers. Everything's sunshine right now. We'll see when, when the heat is on. If you reverse the old Aaron. Yeah, Ken Brown. Speaking of quarterbacks, I'll bet you this is the first time in the history of predictions and analysis and all that of the opening game that we have not mentioned the quarterback, not even by name, nothing. You mean a Lions quarterback? Uh, yep. Not, what's to we say? Have not mentioned him. Nothing to yeah, say. He's the quarterback. He's doing good. Leave him alone. Nothing to say. Well, this is a prove me. You know, I'm not a big golf guy. I I will admit he had a great year last year. But yeah, so why like him if he's going good? Yeah. That's what I said. So I'm not I'm not saying anything either why, way. Yeah, but yeah, why like him? This is a prove it year if for he, me. If well, if he's, if he's if he's playing well, why like him? This is a prove it year. That's all I gotta oh, say. I'm this is a prove it year. This is a prove it year. My now, sarcasm. Boy, I understand Ruben. what you're saying, but this is a prove it year. <laughs> now, you know, last year there was no uh, expectations of the team going in. It was just going to be a middle of the road team trying to get the you know to 500 or, you know, work the second year of a program. Now the expectations. Now I want to see how he plays with expectations. Yeah, he might go to another Super Bowl. Yeah, he might. I, like I said, he might. He might. He might. We'll see. <laughs> Those expectations. We'll see. But all these people talking about signing him to a new contract. No, no. We're going to let this play out. Let it play out. That's he how the Rams got in trouble in the thing. first place. They signed him a couple of years early and see what happened. Just let it. Why is everybody in such a hurry these days? Just let it play out. So that is it, Michael here. Say goodnight, Gracie. Say goodnight, Gracie. We'll talk <laughs> next week on the hopefully one and old Lions. Anyway, we'll talk about week two of the NFL season. Michael here, DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. We will have our mystery Lions guest for the year on Mondays. I cannot tell you who it is. It will not be Frank Ragnow, though. I've been pumping Frank Ragnow for the whole three or four weeks now, and that's not happening Things happen, okay. and it's not happening. We will not be having Frank Ragnall as our guest this season, but we will be having a Lions guest every Monday. So stay tuned for who it is.